and welcome to my Xbox and me, episode 173. My show notes say, but I'm not sure if that's correct. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, also known as Corey, alongside Gatorade's Get High Moment, nicest guy on the internet, Snow Bike Mike. How are you, Mike? I'm so good. I'm going to continue my wave to the queen just in case she ever watches. Just in case. You know, you're over there. I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm ready to go. Just in case she wants me on a billboard on her van, I'm here. I mean, the queen doesn't have a van, but sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure she'll buy one just for you. Um, how are you? What is, what's been going on in the world of Snowbite, Mike? Because you're, st- you're still snowed in, I hear. <laughs> Uh, we're snowed in. We've had the first official day of sunshine. We Ooh. haven't seen sun in 20 days. Oh, so a little fun fact for you, MC Fixer. Lake Tahoe has received 240 inches of snow so far through the month of February. That is 20 days of February. We are not even close to ending the month yet. And if you break that down, that's 13.3 inches per day that we were receiving. So we've dealt with a lot of snow here. We finally have a sunny day. We're catching our breath. We're feeling good. And gosh darn it, I'm playing so many great games. I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. So does does the world still work over there? Like, do, do, do people still come out of their hat? <laughs> like, because I know what happens when a tiny bit of snow happens with me. I literally, if we're at, we've been at Haley's uh, Nan's house a few times when it snowed. And I literally, I look at Haley's Nan and go, all right, cool, we're standing here. And she's like, what? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not going out in that. I'm not getting that. It's, it's snowing. And she's like, what do you mean? It's a bit of snow. Like, go home. I'm like, no, no, no. Your city's just fine. And I stay there for the week, wait for it all to blow <laughs> over. Like, I remember when I worked in retail, I'd ring up my bosses like, yeah, I'm allergic to snow. Sorry, I can't go out. Like, I'm not going out there, bro. What happens with you with you guys? Like, does the world uh, still does the world still work? Do people go to work? The world still turns. <laughs> half of the people will stop going to work and half the people will find excuses to stay home. Yeah, that's me. The other half <laughs> have to go to work because they know they need that paycheck yeah. and they got to get to it. And then the other part of it is every tourist, every avid skier or snowboarder is now furiously driving up the hill. Here's a lo- another fun fact for you. Placerville to Lake Tahoe on a clear day takes one hour. An easy drive up and over the mountains Quiet. pass. California Highway Patrol on Sunday reported that it would take you an hour less time to drive from Placerville, California, all the way down to Disneyland in <laughs> Southern California. That's like 600 miles than to drive over the pass to Lake Tahoe that would normally take you an hour. So people were trapped in cars for hours, nine hours, 10 hours, 12 hours just to get over the pass. Then they'd come into Lake Tahoe. Half the mountain is closed due to so much snow. But, yeah. you know, the world keeps turning. The internet, thankfully, stayed on for me the whole time. So I was able to play That's all some you good need. games. That's all you need. Stay warm. That's all that matters. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, this is our weekly Xbox podcast. Don't worry. We don't just talk about snow here. Uh, remember, you can get this show earlier if you go to patreon.com slash mcfixer. Uh, you can get the show uh, video version early you can get the audio version early you can get some shout outs there's a ton of goodies over there she's who go support please uh, remember go subscribe to the youtube channels youtube.com slash mc fixer youtube.com slash my xbox and me and youtube.com slash snow bike mike mike what we got up on that youtube channel lately what's on what's on yours What's on the latest and greatest? We got all of the Snowbike Mike Sunday Tournament Series nice. now up for you to be able to recap, rewatch some of the Magic Volume Best Friends competing 
to be crowned for the Snowbike Mike Sunday Tournament Championship. You have the NBA 2K podcast that I host, nice. talking about all things NBA 2K League and esports. And, you know, we're just having some fun. Pretty laid back on the YouTube channel right now. Nice. Well, there's content There's content everywhere. I've got Anthem gameplay going up at the moment. Uh, we've got the Crackdown review up there. We've got uh, Far Cry Let's Play up there. There's a ton of stuff, so go and check them out. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify. Uh, and the show goes live every Friday for people listening there and, of course, on YouTube. Uh, Community Game Night is a maybe this Saturday. Um pretty sure greedy is is coming to london if you don't know who greedy is is he's a kind of funny best friend uh, we met up last month we got dinner uh, before we went to the arsenal match he's meant to be coming but i've got no goddamn money so i'm like oh maybe i shouldn't meet up with him and then Haley's like i'll just use your credit card so i don't know what's going on right now i will keep people updated in the discord and on twitter and on facebook uh but keep your eyes peeled we'll probably plan some apex legends because crackdown's multiplayer is you know like, you, you can't play with friends at the moment so that it's a shame. Um, topic of the show this week. A little Vigima game is out, Mike, called Anthem. And I thought we'd give our impressions of it. Um, I've been able to play 20 hours so far of Anthem. 10 hours on Xbox and I played 10 hours on PC. Um, I'm strictly going to talk about the Xbox version of the game. Obviously, this is my Xbox and me. And no one cares about the long load times on PC anyway. Um, have you had a chance to play Anthem yet? I did. I've played about four hours, got up to level six, okay. had a good time. And I, I'm interested to hear your impressions a little bit deeper than mine. But, you know, on a surface level for me, I had a good time and I can't wait to discuss it here momentarily. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I played 10 hours. I played all of my trial. Um, I played it. It was me, Crash and Haley, And oh, my God. Mike, you need to play this game with Haley, dude. I know we played the beta, right? All of us, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. She is just in it, though. If, if people don't know who Haley is, that's my fiance. She's in it, dude, and she's screaming and she's shouting and she's Iron Man and she's oh, dude, she loves it. She absolutely loves it, and that just puts a smile on my face watching her play a game and get it. She gets it. She's talking about things like uh, I think it was her daily rewards. Like she's looking up her dailies. She's looking up her weekly. She's like, oh yeah, I've done my daily for the day. I'm like, oh no, you haven't done it yet, babe. Like, and she's like, no, I've done it. Trust me. And I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. She sat next to me, so I glance over at her screen. Oh, yeah, she's done her daily. She's done it already. I'm like, damn, she knows what she's talking about. But let's dive into the meat and potatoes of this game, obviously, which is, is it any good? I think the gameplay, the moment-to-moment gameplay of Anthem is, I said it on uh, From the Gamers, which is the other podcast that I do where we talk about all consoles, um is my favourite of the three, whether that be Destiny, Division, and uh, Anthem. I would say the moment-to-moment gameplay in these looter-shooter games, these these MMO-like-type games, is my favourite, bar none. Um, it is the most fluent. I just love the way you're traversing around the world. I love how the abilities feel. I love how every javelin has its own unique style and stances and has its own unique abilities type thing. Um... I just really enjoy the game from a gameplay perspective. Does the game have problems? Yes, a lot. Um, And that's a shame. But from a a sheer moment-to-moment gameplay uh, aspect, Anthem is well worth playing. I don't know what you thought of the moment-to-moment gameplay, though. 
a moment-to-moment gameplay is probably the best that you can get from one of these service-based games that, you know, it's kind of the hot topic lately. I got to say, flying into shooting, the missions, the world, everything is perfect, like you said. And I had a ton of fun playing it. I mean, blessed to have EA access for, what, $5 a month to be able to get 10 free hours of this game where this game I was on the fence with because you have Division coming up next week, and it's like, do I want to play this? Do I not want it? Am I going to commit to this? And you play the beta where you jump in at level 10 and you get that moment to moment gameplay, but you don't understand the story. You don't know what the true mission yeah. the other world is going to look like. And when you jump in from moment go, you get a killer cutscene. You get to really explore, see what's going to happen in the moment to moment. Man. That EA access was so worth it to get 10 hours and to be able to play that. And that a hundred percent sold me on the game. I actually think the moment to moment is far better than the division two. Like you just stated mm-hmm. there. And that worries me. It's like, Oh snap division. You got a big issue here because there's such a difference from running and gunning with the military style to being out there flying, ducking, dodging, doing special abilities all the time. Such a different feel, and it is addicting. It's so much fun. Yeah, when I say the um, <clears throat> it's the best of the three, obviously we're talking about three very, very different games in my opinion. Um, but if we had, if I was just comparing them like everybody does, um, that's why I say it's the best of the three. It does have its problems, though. I don't know what sort of problems you experience, Mike, while playing, but I experienced some really bad load times. Um, I'm playing on the Xbox One X, I'm, you are too, um, and I had moments where I just was low, it was taking forever to load in uh, to certain uh, areas of the game, going into missions, I would load in with random players and people were already gone, and then I'm getting teleported, because they've got that weird teleporting system, there's just a lot of problems with this game that's already out but it's not really out and you've got your EA access and you've got so it's confusing for some people i don't think it's that confusing if i'm being honest with you um but the the load times are pretty atrocious right now and we're going to talk about it in the news a little bit later about a day one patch which should be fixed and all that but from my initial impressions i've got to say the load times are awful did you experience any bad load times at all uh, you know, I, I don't think I really experienced it that bad. I could tell we were just kind of talking. I think I had the longest times waiting for like friends to get into the game, whether they'd be doing something or like picking their nose. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the low times were that bad to me. Cause I'm going to talk about a game I played this week that I felt like had way worse load times where really drug, where all of a sudden I'm staring at the TV, like what's going on here. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So for me, I didn't really encounter any issues i seem to load up with everybody at the same time we would go out there you know nothing where i said man this doesn't feel right i've heard a lot i've read a lot of different complaints or issues that people had similar to what fix just stated there and i didn't experience that personally so i can't speak on all of that but i've heard a lot and of course we're going to see a lot in this day one patch which maybe it's good for day one buyers that don't have ea access don't have ea premium because now look you get a day one patch that addresses all of these issues instead of feeling it day one with thousands of more people on the server yeah um did you did you play solo at all or did you only play with a full four squad so i'm glad you brought that up that was going to be the next one i want to speak about is i got blessed the first day we played with the full squad everybody's laughing having a good time that is how the moment-to-moment gameplay should feel when you play solo and you match up with randoms it takes all of the fun out of it it didn't feel right 
whatsoever. I mean, we're at a mission where we all have to split up and go grab the light orbs yeah. and bring them back. Nobody's doing anything. <laughs> I seem to be carrying the load. These guys are picking their nose. This guy's just flying for fun. Yeah. And it was like, man, this doesn't feel right. And that was actually my last night of game, uh, playing this recently. Oh, yeah. And it put a bad taste in my mouth where it's like, man, I can't play this game solo at all. It was not fun with yeah. random people. And yeah, I would say when you're with your squad or at least another buddy just to talk to yeah. and enjoy the moments, that's a great time. When you're solo and you don't hear anybody, you're not in a party with anybody and it's a bunch of randoms, that is not a fun experience whatsoever. Yeah, it it, it really does have that problem that, that all of these games have, in my opinion. Is when, when you're playing on your own, it feels like such a lonely experience and such a... It's still fun. I still think the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay is fun when you're on your own because I still think it's fun to shoot, fun to fly. That doesn't change. But... Yeah, I'm with you. When you play on your own, I did a couple of missions on my own before Crash got on, and um, I'm like, oh, God, this is so much. I was exactly the same. No one's picking up the orbs, or no one's flying to the right areas, or the rubble banding system, which I spoke about beforehand, which is like the little warning. It's like, oh, you need to go with the rest of your team. It's like, but I've literally just loaded in. So how can I be with the rest of my team? And then I hit that loading screen. That loading screen takes forever. Then you load in again. And then you're too far away again. So you're trying to rush to get there. Then you get hit with another loading screen. You're like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. And that, though, playing on your own with, with others, which again is weird, um, is not the way to experience this game, in my opinion. The, it does have a matchmaking system. I'm sure that will become very important once you get through the story stuff. But strictly from a story perspective... Um, you don't get to experience the world in the way you would want to if you play with randoms, is what I have experienced, to be honest with you, which is a real, real shame. Um, next, next for me, I would say is its loot system. I don't know how you feel about its loot system. Um, for me, I enjoy it. I love obviously seeing the orbs drop, whether it's white, green, blue, or yellow. But I hate the fact I don't know what I'm getting. And that is across the board in all aspects of the game. So even when you're in free play mode, you have to come out of free play, go into the expedition, end it, then you get to see what you've got. So you never can just change your loadout on the fly, which feels very, very old. Doesn't feel like something you would get in a, a game of 2019. Like Division lets you do it, um, lets you do it to a certain aspect at any point. Uh, so does Destiny. And now you've got a game that, oh, you've got this loot and it's, it could be really cool, but you won't find out until you get to the end of the mission. It feels kind of backwards to me. I totally agree with that. I think that's an odd system that they have there. I also haven't experienced that problem or felt that problem because when I play these certain games or even games like Diablo, I'm more of the guy as when I know I'm low levels 1 to 10, I don't even care about the loot. I'm just grinding. We're getting the level up. Oh, yeah. Everything I get, I'm going to dismantle or I'm just going to chuck. Occasionally, I'll be like, hey, let's switch up the weapon this time, put something else on. But I never truly feel like I'm at a disadvantage or ever feel like I need to change up my loadout through that early levels. So that first 10 hours, it's like I'm just grinding, 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 grinding. Yeah. I don't care what's happening. But on a you know gamer's perspective and moving forward, yeah, that probably needs to be addressed because it is the fun part when you're playing games like Diablo, like Division, like Destiny is when you get that orb, the orb pops, you see what the gun is, you pick up a gun, you're like, yeah. okay, cool, it's a new AK-47 for Division, I'm putting this on immediately, and that helps elevate the gameplay, I always felt like it would slow my teammates down, but 
for them, it feels good. You yeah. feel rewarded for taking out the boss. Now you can put on the new gun, new piece of armor, and keep playing through. So it's a little bit of both. I know that probably they're thinking maybe let's not slow the gameplay down like I just talked about of like, MC Fixers now is going to read every single thing on yeah. the list, and I'm going to be like, you need to move, bro, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or on the flip side, at least he kills that boss now. He's like, hey, I get that gun. That's cool. So I agree with that, but early on in this level system, I could care less. I'm moving. I'm past that. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm trying to think of it more. I agree with you uh, to a certain degree where I think it doesn't really matter in the early stages, but I'm trying to think about it for more endgame as well, which is it just takes away that that hit hit a dopamine for me where it's like oh my god a blue dropped and i got i still say oh my god blue drop and i'm happy about that and me and my squad are like haha you didn't get a blue i did but i would like to know what that blue is even if it even if it's just oh it's a new power or it's a um a new gun or whatever it is even that to a certain level i'd like to know what it is but right now it's just a blue gem that i'm gonna find out in 10 minutes time what it is and it could be completely useless which then takes away the fun of actually getting loot for me which is kind of strange because that's the whole point of these games is you're going out to grind out loot to get better loot to then up and up and up and up and up where this for me it doesn't have that same love for it when it comes to its loot system it just feels like it's there and i'm gonna find the gun i like and then i'm gonna keep trying to find new guns but i don't, I don't i'm not excited when i find loot that's the thing i found so far which is kind of a shame um i didn't have any crash issues i don't know if you did no no crash issues like i yeah. said mine seemed to work pretty seamlessly the only issue i had was playing solo i was truly impressed i thought the cutscenes were really elevated that helped drive the game for me which you didn't get the feel in the beta so all in all for me my six hours that i played up to level six yeah. solo and with the squad were all good and really pushed me to say man i want to buy this game now you know thank you to ea access i'm a big fan of it i like my ea access to play fifa yep. madden for 10 hour trials yep. and be able to say do i want this do i not i like the backlog that they have similar to xbox game pass so there are, there's a lot of positives for me with this subscription-based service on the EA side. Yeah, I think the last thing I'd like to touch on is its story. Obviously, I've, I've uh, experienced 10 hours of it. Like I said, you've done about six. Um, what do you think of its story? Obviously, most of the story is told in its hub world, uh, Fort Tartus. Tartus, I think it is. Um, is it what you was expecting? Is it what you wanted? Um, I said previously on my live stream, which is twitch.tv slash mcfixer, go hit the follow button, um, that... I feel like Anthem has done its, is the best way of telling its story, which is go out, do the mission. You're hearing more. You're getting that world building. You're learning more about these characters. You're learning more about this world. And then you come back, you get a large piece of story, maybe from a cutscene, maybe with some dialogue, and then you go back out and then you act upon that. I kind of like the way they've done it. Um, it all makes sense. It's actually quite interesting for me. I've never been like, I've not been a Mass Effect person. I've never been into it. Never been into Dragon Age. So Bioware to me hasn't ever really grabbed me. That isn't what this game was getting for me. It's more the gameplay. And the gameplay's there and I love it. And the story's there and I think it's quite interesting. What have you found with your experience with the story? Oh, definitely. I think the story is such a great way to add that extra layers. You know they killed it with the gameplay if you played the betas, if you got this early access. But that story from, 
you know, the first cutscene into like Fix said, where you go out and do the mission, you come back, you find the person in Fort Tarsus to talk about, you get that extra layer of story. I think it's really cool, and I am definitely excited to see where it goes. My first six hours, I was definitely involved with the story. I wanted more out of the story. I think it's cool to see the villain, you know, kind of walking around. You yeah. see him in a couple of missions. That was cool. I like when you see the first cutscene, you see the villain that you're probably going to go up against later on in the game, and then to have him back so soon felt right to me. Instead of just being gone until the end game, it was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. He's right there. We get to see him again. That little tease of like, oh, am I going to fight him right now at level four? I don't know, you yeah. know? So that was a good touch on that one. So I think they're doing well. And of course, Bioware, such a pedigree of these kind of story games. They're going to do a good job with that later on into the end game. Yeah, the only thing I will say I'm a little bit let down with is its dialogue options. It is literally a little bit cookie cutter with option one, option two, mm. or whatever it is on uh, Xbox, which is LBRB, is it? Or AB, whatever it is, yeah. I don't know. I've been playing a lot on PC, unfortunately. Um, but... The- I, I do kind of feel like the, the options are pretty bland and boring. It just seems to be... I would much rather them just tell me a story. Because I don't really feel like I'm adding anything by picking an option. Neither of them are really that intriguing when I pick options. It's just either either or. The story's going to go this way or the story's going to go that way. doesn't make me want to go back and see the other option ever so far. Uh, in the early stages of the game. Um, and I really feel like they should have just stuck with, I'm going to go there, I'm going to talk to Owen, and Owen's going to tell me his story. I'm going to go here, I'm going to talk to uh, Yarrow, Yarrowin, Yarrow, whatever his name is, um, and he's going to tell me his story. And when we get the contracts, we're going to get the mission, whatever it is. I don't feel like they needed to add the dialogue options because it doesn't add anything for me. It absolutely does not add anything. In a game like this, this games as service, massive multiplayer where everybody's playing, the story is going with the group. You don't really ever get a chance to voice anything. There's no dialogue options when you really start thinking about the bigger picture because nobody's story is really going to differ. This isn't Elder Scrolls where if you say X, your story could go over there. They have to keep everybody similar on the same railway. But I do think it's a a little fun add-on to be able to say different things. It means nothing to the story, like Fix said. You're not going to go back an hour later and say, Oh, what if I hit the other option? Yeah. It's just kind of that Bioware Mass Effect feel of like, hey, do you want to go Renegade or do you want to go neutral? Press that button. And it really has no effect. It is a nice little added touch that makes you, you know, you're engaged now. You can actually hear your player's voice. Yeah. And all these other games and services, you never have that. It's just here's the railroad. You're sticking to it. Don't talk. Go, you know. Yeah, but I still think that there could be a dialogue between the two characters. Um, whoever it is you're speaking to, your character, the freelancer, and whoever it is, whether it's Owen or whoever. I still think that there could be a dialogue between the two, but I don't feel like I need to choose it. I feel like it should already be there. Then the the story would be more crafted and make a little bit more sense. Not that I think it doesn't make sense with the other options. I just think they're a little bit boring between the two. Um, the other thing I've got with it is I hate the fact that the hub world is not shared. And I'm playing with, mm. I was playing with three other people. And so, and obviously I'm, I see it from a content con- uh, perspective at the end of the day. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, guys, let's all go to this this person and click A at the same time. Let's all go to this person, click A at the same time. 
and I wish the game would just let us all be in the hub world, even though I couldn't see each other, but we can't experience the chat lines until we're all there at the same time or already up at the same time or something along those lines. I get what they've gone with here, which is, ev sorry, everyone move at the same pace, everyone do what they need to do. But from a, a, a story-driven uh, perspective, and when you, a game that's so heavily involved in other people, it's kind of jarring and weird. I'm like, oh, Mike, uh, I'm just talking to this person. And you're like, oh, yeah, I really spoke to him. And, or that you'll make a reference to it because we're in the same party chat. You're like, oh, and I'll go, what? And you go, oh, this, this, this. And I'm like, oh, I haven't spoken to her yet. And you're like, oh, my bad, dude. It just adds those little bit of... I don't know how they could work a way around it, but I feel like there should be an option there. Even if they, they there's just an option that you opt in, it's like the group moves together around this world or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's some interesting forethoughts right there. I think the hub world seems empty, like you said, where you all alone. We're coming from Division 2. We're coming from Destiny, where everybody has that shared world. We're all kicking a soccer ball at each other. I'm following Fix to the weapons vendor that I yeah. never knew about. I'm going over this way. Mm -hmm. And so it feels kind of lonely and empty, even though they've done a good job of, like, keeping the space pretty tight. There's yeah. vendors everywhere you go. So it always feels like you have something to do. But I totally agree. It's like, I'm over here like, hey, Christian, hustle up. I've already watched that cutscene. Exactly. Like, well, I haven't seen it yet, Mike. I'm like, well, you got to go. Like, let's move. Let's move. Because I always want to get it going. Yeah. And so maybe there is an option later on where all four of us, no matter what, you just give us the dot. You just cut right into the cutscene. We all watch it together. And then we can go to the hub world and walk around. I don't know. It but yeah, it does take that feel out of it, especially in a game that you want to play as a team together. You, you're not going to play solo. I would be amazed to see who's truly playing this whole game by themselves. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, I just feel like that's a little bit of a shame. It does. It sort of takes away from the story a little bit for me, where there's a story there that I actually am quite interested in. I'm interested in the characters. I actually like a lot of the characters. Um, but I feel like because this game's heavily influenced on play together, which it should be, it then removes me away from some of the characters because I'm sort of like rushing through and not really caring about what they're saying because I need to get to the next mission because Haley and Chris have already listened to what Owen had to say, which is kind of a shame. Or they haven't, so they're a whole dialogue behind me, which is what happened. So I'd already spoken to Owen a second time. They hadn't spoken to Owen a second time, so they were waiting for the second dialogue option to come up, and it didn't until we went out and did something else and then come back. Then they got it. So you're always sort of in different places in the in the story as well, which then shows how much it actually matters. Um, that it's not in the forefront, if you know what I mean. But yeah, that is it. Is there anything we missed, Mike, that you'd like to talk about that we didn't mention? No, I think all the javelins are super cool. I love the character customization of adding your own touch, all the colors that you want. The moment-to-moment -moment gameplay is there. The story seems to be there. All in all, I think this package coming out on Friday is going to be a great one for gamers. I worry now about the Division 2. Yes, they're two separate games. You shouldn't judge them together. But at the same time, they're both selling you on a massive world that will last for a long time as a game's as, as service. They're all buying for your time for you to grind, for you to level up in. And this gameplay just feels better. It's faster. It seems to be smoother. Seems to be a lot more fun for just a general audience. So I'm very excited when we have this discussion a month from now, and both games are now in our hands. You got to think Anthem's going to be a month of heads. So that means yeah. people are going to be fully leveled then. They're going to be looking for more content. Will they get the content? Division will now be coming out. They'll be kind of hitting their stride yep. or having those first week struggles. 
who's going to kind of come out with the larger player base, who will capture the audience. That's what I'm always excited about. We talked about that with Battle Royales. Here we are at Games as Service buying for your time. That's going to be the topic of conversation real soon. Yeah, I still I still believe that they're both going to um, help each other, honestly. Anthem's out uh, on Friday um, when you're listening to this. And you will be playing it. You're going to grind through the content relatively quickly. Um, and then they've said they've got a, um, a content update coming at the end of the month, I believe. Um, which will then... You'll probably play that, get that done. Then Destiny 2 is going to come... Uh, Division 2 is going to come out, sorry. Um, you're going to grind through that. Hopefully by the end of the month, another bit of Anthem's dropped. And I feel like you'll be moving back and forward. I don't think you're going to be standing still at all with these games. So I think they're both going to complement each other. Hopefully when it comes to its content. But we'll see. We'll see. Agreed. Um, Let's jump into what's been in our box then, Mike. What have you Woo! been playing this week, sir? So much. I mean, we'll start off, of course. I've been playing a lot of Apex. I've been having so much fun with Apex. I'm up to 18 wins now. I have a fun little tracker on my scorecard of how many games nice. I've played. Mind you, it's just for Lifeline. It's not for mm. if I play any other characters, but I mainly play as Lifeline. That's who I'm always going to go for. So I believe I'm up to 275 games. Woo. I have 210 kills. Woo. So I'm trying to get that KD up yeah. to be about one kill per game because at first I'm not that good, right? Me and yeah. Fix, we talked about it last week. We're not pros. We're not that great. I'm working on the sticks. So I jump into Skulltown every single time. I'm getting kills now. Now I'm averaging about two to five kills a game. Really blood lust and got the hungry going. So I'm having a good time with that continues to be great the in-game purchases i mean it, it all in all this game is looking to dominate the marketplace yeah. again and again moving on i did jump into my xbox game pass subscription got to play crackdown 3 we talked about it last week with fix and his impressions yeah so my impression what did you think are... what did you think i'd love to hear what you thought you're you, let's preference this you, you're an xbox fan. you're a crackdown fan right Exactly. I'm a Crackdown fan. I'm an Xbox fan. Of course, I'm on the podcast for that reason. And so I think to get the game on Game Pass for just that $9.99 a month subscription would be much different if I was coming in at a $60 price point. So the positives, of course, the world is big. The world is wide open. It has a lot of things to do. At some points, the world looks cool, feels cool. At other points, the world looks kind of generic and feels like a 360 game. Yep. Then there's a car aspect. The cars almost feel better than you just running around and jumping around, uh -huh. which had sometimes felt a little loose. This is a platforming game that wants you to get onto strategically placed points where orbs will be or climbing up sides of buildings. And sometimes it felt loose. It didn't feel right where you would try to get this precision platforming yeah. and your guy would just miss it all together, wouldn't make it to that point. So that really hurt and hampered the moment to moment gameplay if I can't get to that, why am I trying? What's the end all be all goal yeah. over there? If it's so difficult, it is too easy. Now, I had a good time with this. I would give this game about a six to seven area because I played it co-op. Okay. Me and a buddy, okay. we've smashed through the whole story laughing about the goods, the bads. But this game is way too easy. We beat this game in 6.5 hours. Yep. That is way too easy to beat a game of this size. We went from one side of the map, circled all the round, and we were crushing everything, exactly whether we wanted to kill all the enemies or you could drop into like a prison base and all you have to do is run up to the keypad, hack it, and then it's done. Yep. It would just end the mission. Yep. And so there were so many things of like, we would just go to things, 
defeat the mission area thing that had to be done and it would be over. I could run through a billion bullets, throw down yep. and beat this drill and it would be over. And so we finally get to the final four bosses, which then that came into that precision platforming that we talk about. Those bosses to get to them are like an obstacle course yeah. of platforming. You had to jump onto certain levels. You had to follow certain elevators. And at some point, one of the elevators would break. We'd have to restart the whole game. Mm -hmm. You'd have to do this precision platforming where I couldn't make it. Only Christian could make it. But then I can't catch up to him on a checkpoint. So I would be lost. And then the final bosses were so easy. It's like, what is the point of this? So it's heartbreaking to hear that it was a $60 game. Of course, we understand the budget, the development time. Yeah. It is, you know, it's not triple A, but it's a large <laughs> well, scale yeah. game that Microsoft put a lot of money into and they had to sell this. And we can clearly tell by the sales numbers, it's not big. They're not selling a lot of this. No. This is a Game Pass game. Yeah. If you like Crackdown, if you like open world, feel like a superhero, have a decent shooting mechanic with the lock on and just kind of running around with your friend. This game is decent. It's a six to seven point time. You're going to have a fun time. But all in all, this is not worth your time. This is not a must play in any way, shape or form. Oh, God, you know, I, look, I don't want to lie. I'm so happy that you said that because, you know, when you're the only one set, I'll be honest with you. I obviously I was, I was very fortunate enough that um, Microsoft provided me with a review copy of the game. And obviously I was I was quite nervous. I'll be honest with you. It was like the first time Microsoft had given me a review copy for a game. And it was for a game that I was a bit lukewarm on, I guess would be fair to say. Is that fair, Mike? Or did I, was I less than lukewarm? Uh, it was definitely luke, lukewarm to cold is what I would put things <laughs> Um And I'm not going to lie, when I was playing it, I was like, oh no, this isn't good. And then obviously I've, I've, my job is to review the game. I've got to be honest with my audience. I've got to be honest about the review, obviously. Um and I was just like, oh no, I hope I'm not the only one that doesn't like it. And then obviously the reviews start coming out. I'm like, oh, thank gosh. I wasn't the only one that thought this wasn't great. And obviously coming from a Crackdown fan like yourself that you are, it, it feels even better to hear you say, okay. And, oh. and you've got such bad taste in games that even a six to seven dude i'm like you're so nice you're just a you're just an all-round nice guy you're just an all-round <laughs> nice guy mike the nice guy snow bike let me tell you but like it's like jeez i got you don't worry i got you next time i'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll go yo microsoft i need two because uh, <laughs> i'm gonna be brutally me and mike's gonna be brutally him trust me you're gonna want both of us to get a copy um <laughs> <laughs> I will say one more thing on Crackdown 3. The use of Terry Crews is unacceptable. Now, we know, like Fix said last week, I talked about it, mm. him being added on so late, there probably was restrictions on what they could truly do. But Terry Crews was absolutely 0% in this game. One he does an scene. opening monologue in the cutscene that is literally a 30-second cutscene at the most, and then he proceeds to have 10 one-liners that you either A, will run through or be like me, you can't even hear, hear because two other yes. people are speaking. There's explosions everywhere. <laughs> I was yelling at Christian. I don't think Terry Crews has spoke more than 20 times to me. And Christian on the other side was like, oh, well, I'm hearing him a lot. And so I don't know what the difference was, but it's like the, the only people you hear are either the villains or your two Oracle and the Colonel, yeah. like Fix said. But like the addition to Terry Crews, was an absolute joke and that never should have happened you know it sounded like he came in for like six hours one day did the opening monologue, and they're like here's 10 lines to do 
And what a waste. I mean, if the character model wasn't looking like Terry Crews, that was just a waste of time there. So very disappointed, especially somebody who loves Terry Crews, yeah, who thought he could help elevate that. That was not the right move to do to get him there. I think they only attached him to try to get more excitement for the game. Which is they what? knew what they had coming out, which was yeah. not good, you know. No, 100%. Uh, you're 100 Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Um, and so yeah. my final game of the week, you know, we talked about Anthem. We talked about Apex. We talked about Crackdown 3. Yeah. I got to get my hands now finally on Metro Exodus. You know, Ooh. Fix got to I haven't play played it at an event. I haven't played it. No. Okay. Yeah. But you played the I played five the... hours, so you kind of know what I'm about <laughs> to say. Yeah, right? yeah. So I've played it from start to about, I would say, three hours in. And you heard me touch on when we gave our Anthem impressions. You want to talk about long loading screens. This game had one of the longest loading screens I've ever had where I'm now smashing oh. buttons on my Xbox controller. I'm actually literally dashboarding and turning off the game, going back in. Because Ooh. when you load into your current saved file, it takes a long time. There is no indication of a load screen. There's no percentages. It's just the dial flipping upside yeah. down. You don't know what that means. They're just giving you random numbers. It probably took me four minutes to reload my original game save, and it just felt awkward. It felt weird. And so when I finally get in, here I am. I'm just hitting that moment like Fix discussed with when he had his, you know, five hours of gameplay at the event. It's more of an open world now. So most of these shooters we think about, especially with a Metro game, is similar to a Call of Duty campaign. You're kind of like stuck in the tunnel. You follow the subway tunnel to the end where the light is. That's the end of the mission. This one's like, hey, here's a small semi-open world similar to like Lorecroft Tomb Raider. Here's X, Y, and Z. You can go do those three missions and then come back to me. So there I am, minimal bullets, no knowledge. There's no compass. There's no like, hey, this get to right here. This is the exact point. So I'm like looking at the little map. I'm running in circles trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be. The girl's in an underground tunnel. How would I know she's in an underground tunnel? There's no help at all. Uh, and I have no bullets. So that was the one thing. When you this, first start off the game, yeah. the opening is awesome. It's fast. It's fanatic. You're stealth and killing people. You're shooting at people. You get out of it. And then the next moment is like, you have five bullets and you have a hundred enemies. Try not to do something stupid here. And so like, I'm just running past people now because I don't have the crafting items. I don't have the bullets to do anything fun and exciting. And I don't know. I think that's when it comes into that more survival aspect game that they're really pushing of like, you need to find the crafting items. You need to take the time to go through the open world, get all of these things. This is not a run from point A to point B, finish the mission, come back no. type of game. That is far from what I'm experiencing here. But all in all, the story, the world, the graphics, it's cool. There's some cool-looking monsters in the game that you experience within the first four hours. It's definitely a, a fun experience, and I'm enjoying it. Good. I'm, I'm glad you are, dude. Like, I, from what I played, um, I can't wait to finally get to play it. Um, it's just, honestly, like I say, there's so much out right now that I'm like, one of them had to drop. I played a bit of Far Cry. I haven't finished that yet. Obviously, been playing Apex, which I don't really need to go into. More Apex. I've been playing it. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that you're really liking um, Metro. I can't wait to hear what you think about it more next week. And um, hopefully, I'll start it by next week as well. Um, yeah. So I played Apex Legends. I ha had a bit of a hissy fit while playing Apex Legends, um, which I just that game. I'm so bad at it, and it frustrates me. I think I've come to terms with I can't play that game without a squad. So if I don't have a squad mm. of people to play with, I'm not playing it. 
Um, I'm sick of getting into battles with people where me and Crash will be playing together and, we're, and our random is just running around like a headless chicken. And, like, we'll be in a battle. We'll take out two guys. Obviously, we're both very low because we've just been in a fight. And the third guy comes around the corner and kills us. If we just had a competent goddamn player that could follow us around and back us up in battles, we would get way more kills and way more wins. It just frustrates us. I need solos and I need duos stat. Stat. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, because, you know, what I was going to say to you, Fix, is I've watched a number of your streams. I've seen you play other Battle Royales. You're quite good on the sticks when it comes down to the shooting mechanic. But like you just brought up, I thought you were playing with the squad. Here you are playing duos in a trios game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is the difference in this game is it is so, you know, I don't know what the word is. It takes a lot to kill somebody. Yeah. So when you are down a man and you're playing two on three, it almost seems impossible. There's no way that you're going to overcome this insurmountable task, it yeah. feels like. Because even two players, there's so much hell, so much shields, so much guns going on that when you take down the two people and you're all by yourself, you're like, oh, man, I did that. That third guy's going to come around the corner and just destroy yep. you. So, yeah, if you don't have a competent third, it doesn't feel right. I've played by myself with randoms. And, yes, the ping system is great. Oh, yes, sometimes yeah. you get in the game with good players. But at the same time, 90% of the time, you're going to jump in with kids who are going to go off on their own, yep. who have no idea how to come help you. Yep. When you play with a second person, yes, it's fun, like we talked about with Anthem, to be able to talk with Fix and laugh with yeah. Fix. But you're down a man, no matter what you think. Even if that kid's close, it feels like you're always down a guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. You two are doing X, Y, and Z. And, man, it's it's such a difference because I actually like the threes, and I think the game is best when oh. it is three people. Yeah. Like, I don't see a solo or duos mode in my mind. I'm enjoying the threes. I think they should stick to that. But when you play, I only have two. I only have one other friend. It's It's insurmountable. There's no way you would ever win. No way. Yeah, I love the freeze. I think the freeze is actually a nice change of pace compared to squads and obviously Fortnite having everything and PUBG and everything. I like what they've done. I just, for me to actually be able to be uh, a competent player, and I agree with you, I don't think I'm bad at the game, like by any stretch of the imagination. I think that I'm decent at shooters. I play a lot of shooters, so I, I'm, I'm average and I put a lot of time into games because obviously it's my job. Um... But I just can't do this two three freeze. I can't. It just it's frustrating. It frustrates the hell out of me now. Yeah, and here's another fun one for you is even if you have a third, let's say you get down to the final circle with three or four teams and you're down a man, yep. I guarantee I will put money on it. You will never win. There's no it's, way you're gonna win two very hard. on three with X amount of squads. There's no way unless you are shroud type level. Yeah. You always feel down. I'm putting in Last night, I had a Mastiff. We're in the final circle against another team. I did 250 damage to a man. Shot him with the second gun. Did 50 damage. He was still alive. Yep. Turns to me and just destroys yep. me. I did 250 damage to this man. And then another 50 <laughs> on top of that. How is he still alive? I'm, dude, trust me. Trust me. The game has had me raging. Um, really has. And then the last thing that I played this week uh, is Resident Evil 2's DLC. Uh, the the forgotten, the lost ones, the forgotten ones, the what if scenarios. I can't remember what it's called. What if stories. The what if stories. Yeah, they've, they've, it's come out and um, oh man, <laughs> Mike, it's not really? good. 
it's not good. It's oh. it's okay. So let me preference this. It's, it's not bad, but it's not good. Um, what it is is, did you ever play after you finished? Have you you finished Resident Evil Two? Have you finished it? No, I've only beaten Leon's story. Okay. We talked about last. So once week, you so that's Leon, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So once you finish your Claire story, you're gonna get an extra bonus thing that is Hunk's mission where you you yes, you you've got, you got your timer and you run through. That is pretty much what the the DLC is. It's three different scenarios of time trials runs that you oh. run through um with literally the beginning part gives you a a what if scenario of what could have happened um and then you literally do this time trials run run through and the story ends. There's no there's no cutscenes, there's no dialogue, there's no story. Um it's not that. So I'm I'm very thankful, obviously, to Capcom because they've given us more content in Resident Evil 2, and it's free and it's enjoyable and it's there and that's really cool. But I don't think it's their fault. I do. I trendy. I said this on from the gamers yesterday. I don't think it's their fault that I hyped this up in my head. But what I had imagined was like I got to play as Robert Kendo for the for the first time, and I was going to get to experience that that situation with him and his daughter at the start, and then that's going to happen, and then I go into my gameplay, and then I'm escaping the town, yeah? But you don't get that. You only get it in, like, a couple of monologue pictures type thing, of, like, just, 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 this is what happened, and then you're off. You don't get, like, any dialogue, no story build-up, none of that, which was really a letdown. Oh, I feel like just one cutscene per scenario for this could have made this what i was expecting and it didn't do that and it felt kind of bland unfortunately um it's still enjoyable it's more content but it just wasn't what i was expecting that's interesting i think you and i came at it maybe a little more similar and a lot of other people thought this might be a 30 minute to an hour long piece of content we would learn that backstory or learn mm. an extra story that you didn't know you know to hear their more time trial runs definitely puts me off from the content especially somebody who's experiencing the story for the first time enjoying the story looking to say man how can i continue this story that's what i thought we would be getting but now we kind of if we take a step back maybe the time trials is the best way to say, hey, this is a piece of free content. If we gave you an hour for each story or more, maybe we'd have to charge for that. I would have paid. Try to recoup some money. I, and I agree. I think people would have paid. Yeah. But to be able to say, hey, it's free, maybe that is the best moment. But probably a misstep there. They probably should have done the other route than what they currently put out. Yeah, I don't think anyone's upset with them. I think it's me being in my fanboy state of I saw this free piece of content that's, it, it, that I thought was going to expand the Resident Evil 2 story and world, which, again, it wouldn't have really, because it would have been what-if scenarios, but it would have gave backstories and more story to characters that I already know and love and enjoy it, um, and it just didn't do that, which was really a shame, but it happens. It happens. Mike, that's 50 minutes. We better get into the news, my dudes. There's not a lot of news, so we'll be all right. Um, we can skip through a couple of these. But Apex Legends causes stir, uh, causes sales of a VR game called Apex Construct to take off. Did you see this story at all? I saw this story. The, the, the whose success of Apex Legends has had an impact on a VR title called Apex Construct as, a similar, uh, as it's similarly named and has caused its visits in the Steam page to increase over 4,000%. You might be asking, why are we talking about this on my Xbox and Mirrors on Steam? I just thought it was kind of interesting, if I'm being honest with you, that 
so this is all happened in China, where people have been looking for the game on PC. Um, it's just like it—it's it, caused its sales to jump by. They sold more units of Apex Construct in China in the last seven days than more than they did in the whole of 2018. To me, that's nuts. That people are getting the name wrong and being like, "Oh, this must be what everyone's talking about," and just buying it. I've never, I've never seen something like this before in my life, so I thought that was an interesting one to put on. So I did. Um, <laughs> I mean, good for them. They needed that little boost in morale for sure. He, <laughs> I think the quote said like he knew they were all going to be refunded anyway. That's but yeah. He was happy for the moment, you yeah. Know, but how cool! I mean, everybody does it. When I go into the store and I hear Fix talking about a game, I start looking it up, and I'm trying to click on anything that resembles it. And sometimes, I don't know about Steam in particular. I've been no, on Steam, yeah, before, yeah. but. With the Xbox store, sometimes you could type out the full word and it still doesn't even pop up yeah. and you're kind of lost there. So I know that feeling of like, I got to get this now. What's going on here? But I don't know about hitting a purchase button on a game that you clearly know it's not the game <laughs> that you're looking for. I mean, it just it just shocks me a little bit. Uh, we've got an update to the Carlton Dance uh, and it cannot be copyrighted uh, amidst Fortnite lawsuit. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air star Alfonso Ribeiro lawsuit against Fortnite for the inclusion of the famous quote, Carlton Dance, end quote, in Battle Royale game has hit a major snag as the US Copyright Office has called into question his attempts to copyright the dance. In a letter posted by the Hollywood Reporter, Saska Florence of the Copyright Office Arts Division and said Ribeiro's copyright request should be refused on the basis of being a simple dance routine. The combination of these three dance steps is a simple routine that is not registrable as a choreographer work. The letter reads as laying out the significant movements. Florence then follows up the description by refusing the registration claim. So, some movement there on the old... Uh, Fortnite dance lawsuits. Like, I'm happy. Obviously, I've got nothing against uh, Mr. Carlton himself, uh, Mr. Ruriero, but I do think this would have set a bad precedent if it did went through. Like, a lot of people would have uh, been starting, like, the Backpack Kid, obviously, and his mum out there trying to make their money. It's like, the Backpack Kid's pretty much said he didn't even care his mum wanted to make the money for it. And he's just like, all right, I guess I just got to put up with it. Um, and I feel like this would have opened our can of worms for such smaller games than just Fortnite. It would have been every game going forward would have been like, oh crap, we've got this dance. And now it's sort of, if if he loses this case against Fortnite, I feel that will set precedent to everyone else going forward. Oh, 100%. There's numerous games that use these dances that have this claim that people would go after them for. But Carlton was the key piece. He was the king on the chessboard. If he won this, that was what's going to happen. Everybody was going to get their due. Everybody was going to go up there and say, me, 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 now it's my turn. But if he clearly didn't win this like we talked about, that puts everybody, nobody's doing this ever again. That's backpack. That's the orange shirt kid. That's the Millie Rock. Mm. There's so many dances here that everybody tried to get it. And Carlton was the only one that could have all the money to put into the lawyers to yeah. try to keep this suit going. Everybody else didn't have the money like Carlton. And just like that, it clearly shows you there was a definition at the beginning, which I, you know, I felt like I had an understanding of. Everybody tried to push that of this is a simple dance routine. Like they're saying a couple of steps linked together is not a full on choreographed Rough, piece yeah. of work. Exactly. And that's the only way you can copyright this. And a lot of these dance moves from backpack kid to Millie rock to all of these, this isn't a 
three to five minute choreographed piece of work. This is simply four dance steps that you can put together and just do in rotation for 30 seconds to a minute. That is not what this is saying here to put a copyright on, to protect it, to be able to go against people like this. So Carlton was the key piece here. He didn't win. He couldn't get that to go. Nobody else will now. And now we're going to see what's next. How much more are they going to do? Will Fortnite kind of back off taking X dance move or X dance crave or whatever it is and do that? Or will they say, okay, well, now we can double down. We know that they can't go against us and file a lawsuit. We're going to pick X, Y, and Z because that's the pop culture phenomenon. Yeah. That's what Mike wants to buy in the game and own. We got to get this now. And so we're going to see a moment here with Carlton losing where now X, Y, and Z game can really push and get all of these as microtransactions. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, we're going to skip the next one. We're going to this one, which is Xbox gameplay chart uh, for the week. Uh, True Achievements, I think, come up with this chart of what games are are currently being played the most at the moment. So it goes like this, which is Apex Legends at number one, Fortnite number two, and number three, Mike, which is the only reason why this is on here, is Crackdown Freeze Campaign. Is above Call of Duty at number four, Red Dead Redemption at number five, FIFA 19 at number six, Forza Horizon at number seven, uh, Rainbow Six at number eight, GTA 5 at number nine, and Destiny 2 at number 10. So the game not selling well, which is what we're going to do real quick. We're going to our next story, then we'll take them two together. Uh, the UK charts, Far Cry New Dawn is number one, but Metro Exodus is the real winner. Crackdown 3 manages to get number 13, so this goes a little something like this. Far Cry New Dawn number one, Metro Exodus number two, Red Dead Redemption number three, Jump Force number four, FIFA 19 number five, Resident Evil 2, yes, still selling well, number six, New Super Mario Bros at number seven, Kingdom Hearts number eight, Mario Kart 8, number 9 and Call of Duty 4 number 10 so they're physical sales in the UK so let's throw these two stories together real quick Mike didn't sell well clearly didn't sell well doesn't break the top 10 reaches number 13 in the UK physical sales but does really well on Xbox meaning that Game Pass is a huge hit right huge hit that is exactly what that is is your title can shine on game pass because now this subscription service has shown you that it's the best subscription service in the gaming landscape hands down there's nobody that's better than this and it will show you that your you know small indie developed game your mid-tier published game your AAA game can shine no matter what on game pass because people's eyes are going to be going to it. we talked about last week of having all these big microsoft first party games and then having such a huge diverse library where you're going to go in for halo but all of a sudden you're playing crackdown or you're going in for gears of war and now all of a sudden you're playing absolver like that's the give and take and the dichotomy of this game pass subscription and games like this where we talked about it for months on end this isn't going to be good it's not going to be worth 60 dollars. well guess what you can play it right now for your subscription and you're into it and i did it fix you know got a review copy but i'm sure fix oh, would have done it well, i'm yeah. sure numerous other people did the exact same thing and that is the power of game pass yeah i, I think it's, it's really a testament to what game pass is and how extremely important uh, it is obviously i've been covering xbox now for about four years three four years and we've always spoke about how xbox gamers do not support xbox exclusives we've seen it with games like sunset overdrive rise Son of rome the list goes on if we're being honest where playstation are totally opposite even the games that are not so good like knack 
has a fan base of people that still bought it. Uh, the order nineteen. Eight, what is it? Eighteen, whatever it is. The order. Don't know the numbers. Can't remember right now off the top of my head. Um, that came out and people didn't like it, but it still sold relatively well enough. Um, I feel like Xbox have really found themselves a workaround that now, which is all right. Not going to sell well, but we're going to get people to get into our subscription service where we would have made no money off of them. Now we're making money off of them. Even if it is the pound for the month and they cancel, it's still a pound more than we were going to make off them because they weren't going to buy this game at all. Um, hopefully some people's trials run over, then they make their money that way, etc, etc. But I do think that Microsoft has really, really, really uh, done, a, done the right thing here with Game Pass. Obviously, for me, from a consumer's point of view, it's better value for the customer, I think, to pay. Especially if they, when they come up with a year, they've got to come out with a year subscription. Like EA Access has got their $100 for the year, Xbox needs that. They need a, a month, a three month, a six month, a year. Boom. They need that. That To go forward, for me, that's what they need. I'm currently lucky that I'm still not paying for mine. Mine runs out next month. Because if you remember, I got like three years given to me at EGX a couple of years ago. But I gave most of it away and then put a year on my account. Um, mine's finally going to run out. And I'm finally at that point now where I'm like, oh, I'm going to need to pay for Game Pass. Cool, where's the year subscription? I'm paying for that. Mm. Done. I'm not, I'm not going to pay for these exclusives anymore. I'm not going to buy them physical. I will get Gears of War because I love Gears of War and I've got all of them physical. But besides that... Um, yeah, I just think this is a masterclass in what can be done. If you launch a game in Game Pass, it can do well, and what it's going to do for Xbox exclusives going forward. So, yeah, amazing. And the, the last piece I want to add on here, which is to do with uh, Metro Exodus being the real winner, um, the launch uh, of the physical sales, obviously, last week. Metro Exodus is up 50% higher than Last Light, which is, sorry, the launch sales of Metro Exodus are up, 50% more than last night, which is 57% of Exodus sales were on PS4. But just to see that game selling well is amazing. So I'm very, very, very happy for them. Everyone that A, uh, A4E games, A, E4, whatever it is, and Deep Silver. I can't remember the studio name now, but fantastic people. Congratulations. Last story, Mike. Rocket League gets cross-platform parties. Cross-platform parties are in Rocket League. We promised last month, and this was taken from Rocket League's website, we promised last month and the new Friends update v1.58 adds the feature in january rocket league became the second ps4 game uh, to be cross-play along with the playstation cross-play uh, beta program and now they're kicking off their friend season so now they have parties mike this is a big one for you right because you do your, yeah. your, your tournaments and stuff oh we do the tournaments and this was one we talked about with that cross-platform play this is what i want i want to be able to invite you into the party i want us to all feel like we're in one ecosystem not three different ecosystems with a small way to get together so yeah. we're really bridging the gap here you got to give great love to harmonics and rocket league for everything they've done i mean this group came out made a stellar game this group then Psyonics. proceeded to push Psionics, yes. How many do the uh, uh, rhythm games? <laughs> yes, they're pushing the envelope with Sony. They've been the you know the major player in this of like, hey, we need to be cross-platform. Hey, we need to bridge the gap. And you got to give some love to this team over there because they have continued to beat at the walls of Sony, of Xbox, of Nintendo to finally get this cross-platform really pushing in the right direction. A lot of credit goes to them. Of course, Fortnite being the first one because they were so massive, but 
Rocket League was truly the first one, and they were right yeah. there to do it. Glad to see they continue to push the envelope and excited to see where we go from there. Yeah, man. It's huge, obviously. This, this is the set president again for games going beyond that. Obviously, we've had a few others come out here, say, like, call PlayStation on their bullshit of stuff we can't, we don't report here because it's not PlayStation podcast, but PlayStation coming out saying, oh, it's not just a flick of the Switch. And they're like, yes, yes, it is. We're ready to go. All we can do is flip the Switch. Um, So it's really interesting to see where we're going to be in the next couple of years with hopefully the big games coming out. Obviously, Apex has already said they want to do cross-play and stuff, but it should be an interesting one going forward. So here we go. Last one, I lied. <clears throat> We've got one more story, which is Apex Update version 1.2 patch notes, which is going to be the day one patch on the Xbox One. I'm only going to read the higher level fixes because this is a huge list uh, of things. But the higher level fixes is improve load times, fix many infinite load screens, fix multiple challenges not tracking properly. A number of issues have been fixed that were causing players to disconnect or crash, uh, and weapon and gear now have numbers present uh, presents for presented for modifiers so day one patch is going to be there hopefully it's not too big um it looks like a huge one on paper i'm not going to lie to you but i hope for people like obviously Stu in the community xbox Stu and uh, or rover Stu now in chat um he's downloaded the game pre pre uh installed it and stuff and he hasn't got a, a, a speedy internet because that's just the way it works in the world where he is. And um, he's like, oh, I'm ready to play with you on Friday. I'm like, oh, yeah, don't forget about day one patch. He's like, oh, crap. I hope it's not big. So we shall see, I guess. Which, who knows? Mike, we've already gone long. So I'm going to save these emails for next week. But I want to publicly apologize to my man, Tech. Tech Nine. He emailed in, yeah? And he even sent in... I'm going to read this one really, 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 really quickly. Which is... The, the header was, Oi, after complaining there's no emails, I would like you to check back in the emails from February 1st, where I emailed, uh, emailed you asking your thoughts of the free DLC for Anthem and Division. Hope you find it okay. Would copy, uh, copy it into text, uh, but about to board a plane from Japan, and we'll, be, we'll have to record, you would have recorded by the next time I land. Hope you're both well. Paul, aka Tech. Tech, I love you. I found the email. We will read it on next week's show, along with both uh, Matt's emails. But we've gone long, so let's plug, 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 and get ourselves out of here. Mike, what you got to plug this week, my friend? What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Snowbike Mike. You can follow me on all of my social media platforms, at Snowbike Mike on Instagram and Twitter. Why not keep up with 240 inches of fresh snow that I'm dealing with? It's got some awesome photos, and I'm putting up as many photos as possible. For me, nothing special to plug except for the Twitch channel. What I really want you to do on over to patreon.com slash MC Fixer. Support the podcast, support the content creator himself. And here's what I want to do. If you see MC Fixer in the streets of the UK, you look right at him. You tell him he's doing a great job and tell him that he could be the next face of Xbox if he goes out there and applies for it because I'm proud of him. Mike, too good to me. Mike has uh, been the big <laughs> big support. I appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. Make sure you go follow him. Twitch.tv slash Mike. There's no other streamer out there that can keep up the energy of this man, so please go support him. Um, you can find me everywhere. YouTube.com slash MCFixer. Patreon.com slash MCFixer. Twitch.tv slash MCFixer. Currently trying to get our uh, concurrence up. 
that is where we're at right now, trying to get our numbers up. If you're a lurker or a twerker, I'd appreciate you in chat. If you've got that Twitch Prime, you've got that Amazon Prime, make sure you link them accounts and gift your sub every 30 days. And if you ain't giving it to this guy, give it to that guy. Until next week, guys, thank you all for listening as per usual. I will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Goodbye.